It's official. We've reached November. Halloween has passed. Josh McDaniels is now fired. Antonio Pierce is the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Offensive coordinator fired. GM fired. It's chaos in Vegas, baby. And that's not all. We've also had the trade deadline for the NFL just passed. A slew of trades, a lot coming out of the Washington Commanders front office. This is Eminem going deep week nine preview. As always, host Kyle McCumber and Cole Mueller. How are you doing, Cole? Hey, it's a uh, tragic week for both of us. More so for, I feel like, you know, the two and five Packers. My picks were terrible. Yours were, yours were a little bit better for sure. And uh, I think week nine is is the week. Not only for the Packers. Who do the Browns play? I mean, Arizona really, Cardinals. For the, for the Browns as well. You know, no Josh Dobbs. They just lost their heart and soul. I saw so, a report. I just saw a report. Kyler Murray says, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. And honestly, reading that as a Browns fan, I say, we're going to lose this game. That's Kyle Murray. Uh, if he plays, there's no chance that they're like. I don't. I don't believe it. There's well, no. The Browns' defense is much. It, they're little, little fraudulent. Okay, it's the it's the NFL. It's a week to week league. It's a week to week league. But before we head into first down, I do have to ask you a question, and I think. I think since now we're in week nine, halfway through the season, I want to hear, give me your top three teams in the NFC and give me your top three teams in the AFC as of right now. Because we saw a lot of movement over this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to go right now, the three best teams in the NFC. Number one, Eagles. Number two, Niners. Number three, Cowboys. And the Seahawks are just that teetering fourth team. And I have I have the Lions right there. Lions are right there. I think the Lions are. They should have won that game 50 to like 14 on Monday night. Yeah. I just think the Lions have, when we saw the Ravens play them, they got exposed. And you know when you can get to Jared Goff, which guess what? The Cowboys, the Niners, and the Eagles can get to Jared Goff. So. Who are your AFC teams? I got the Bills. And people are like, wow, the Bills first. But I have the Bills, the Chiefs. And the Ravens. That's my three best teams mm. in the AFC. And I, I'll put the Bengals and the Dolphins in there as like, hey, they're coming. Jaguars in, as well. In the NFC, I, I would say right now, clear-cut number one. Not clear-cut. I would say just because of record, Eagles number one. My two, I'm going to say Seahawks. Seahawks, find a way to win. That defense is coming together. Pete Carroll's getting that unit to become cohesive. My number three team, I think after this week and how big they stomped out the Los Angeles Rams, I'd say the Cowboys. Niners kind of falling down to earth. Brock Purdy looking vulnerable. But it's going to be exciting in week 11 when we see them again because they do get this week 10 body get healthy. And then my three out of the AFC, my top one, Baltimore Ravens, just looking good, rolling on all, um, running on all cylinders, running with Gus Edwards to the tune of their drum. Boom. J.K. Dobbins goes down, next man up mentality. Gus Edwards. Number two in the AFC for me, Jags. Going to Pittsburgh, get a nice win against Pittsburgh. 
I'll talk to I'll talk to my Pittsburgh Steelers fans that hate me later about how right I was. But we'll get on that. Jags number two. My number three team is tough. Chiefs just lost. Bills don't look great. My number three team in my power rankings is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals had a game at home against the 49ers. Looked very good. Joe Burrow looked back to form. Rolling out of the pocket. Stiff arming freaking Nick Bosa. Dimes across the field looked good. I would say the Cincinnati Bengals are starting to turn into that Super Bowl caliber team that we've been used to the last two years. Is this so? This is your power rankings, or is this your teams you think are going to win the Super Bowl? Those are my power rankings right now. With because my thing is my three best teams. Sue, I agree with you on that. If you're talking about like the sexy contest, but if you're talking about who do you trust when it comes January? I'm sorry. I I love the Jaguars. I I, 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 like I just the, think I lost a little bit of trust with the Chiefs this week, and the and like the Bills still have not rounded into form. Even with a win, they should have won that game by way more. Let off the gas in the second half. We'll get into that because they're our first game, but let off the gas a little bit. And then in the NFC, 49ers just three games in a row have not looked good. I I, I don't. If they were able to turn it around and catch one of those wins, maybe, maybe the Vikings game slipping out of their hands, and we'll get into the how tragic the Vikings season has now become. But let's let's do it up right now. Ching 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 ching. Move those chains. First down, baby. First game of the NFL week week eight was Thursday night football. Bills twenty four, Buccaneers eighteen. What'd you see, Cole? Uh, trying to give me a little second to recall. So. Dalton Kincaid looked like Dalton Kincaid first round pick. James Cook, I don't know why he doesn't get the ball more. Dude, that's now what you, I thought. You pick, up, you pick up Leonard Fournette as you know a third option behind Latavius Murray and James Cook, but James Cook looks like a clone of Dalvin Cook when he was in his young prime five years ago. So, so I just think the yeah the Bills don't look like the you know the incredible offense that they've been the last three years, but they have all the pieces and you see little glimmers of hope every single week. So I'll still say Josh Allen is going to be Josh Allen as long as he's healthy, which he's not. So um, that's a storyline as well. Uh, But no, I, you know, they got a school out of it. not look forward in the future. What Cole is saying is he's alluding to the trade deadline that the Bills picked up Rasul Douglas from Green Bay. Continue on that point. Amen. But yeah, so I mean, they got the Tredavious White replacement, and uh, that's your guy. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty pissed, but I'm also I understand as a Packers fan, I still have a take that I think the Packers are the seventh seed in the in the NFC. You're still and riding with it. <laughs> I still believe it. But uh, with that being said, I think the Bucks. you know, they're still just three and four, and they're one spot out from, you know, really one and a half games back, but one win away from being tied for first. Yeah, they still, they still have that win over the Saints to hold that on their head and have that built into their resume. Josh Allen ran for a touchdown in this game. He did have that shoulder injury where he – they were reporting on the sideline. Josh Allen, after that touchdown, didn't 
high five everybody because he didn't want to put his hand above his head. He was more low yeah. five. And I was like, that's a bigger problem than I think we should be uh, making are, it. Yeah. And then um, I agree with the James Cook take. I think I don't understand why they were giving the ball to Latavius Murray so much inside the 20 yard line in the red zone. I think James Cook is a playmaker and I don't really understand the Leonard Fournette pickup, but we'll see what happens there. I think the Bills success relies on Josh Allen spreading the ball around that offense because I think we see it time and time again when he gets too focused on Stephon getting the ball to Stephon Diggs, that offense sputters out. Yeah, I don't know. There's a stat where like every time Stephon Diggs gets 10 plus receptions, the Bills are like 27 and 2 or something. But if if you can, you know, spread the ball around to Khalil Shakur, Gabriel Davis, your two tight ends, Dawson Knox when he's healthy and Dalton Kincaid, like, yeah, that's a better offense. But I don't know, they have pieces. I trust the Bills more than the more than the Chiefs. Uh, I do like the, the Chiefs' defensive front and their offensive line more than the Bills this year. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the, the rest of the year. All right, we'll head into the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday. Uh, I think we'll start with the, probably the most boring game, but our boy Jesse Helms probably wants us to talk about it. Panthers 15, Texans 13. Those Bryce Young fans get a little sigh of relief of Bryce Young knocking off C.J. Stroud, looking a little bit better than him, and getting the win head-to-head against him. Um, didn't see much of this game. C.J. Stroud saved his fantasy day with a rushing touchdown uh, comparatively to passing touchdowns, but Bryce Young outplays C.J. Yeah, I don't know. Bryce Young... You could have something about with this game. It seemed like it was one of those like get the monkey off the bat games from just hearing around sports radio, but neither team was like, you know, clicking. No, neither team was clicking, which is surprising because both were on by last week. I, I I put a lot of emphasis on bye weeks because I always feel like that's where teams can either turn it around or wheels can come off whenever uh they have a bye week. The uh, Panthers' defense looked a lot better. Texans' offense looked bad. And I guess you have question marks on both sides, but for Panthers fans, it's nice to get a victory here and there, having zero going into that game. So we got the now the one and six Panthers versus the, what is it, three and four? Three and four Texans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the not the worst teams in the NFL. Bears fans still rooting against the Panthers very hard. Okay, what's the what we got? The last one was Vikings Packers. You want to go right into that? That's a big one for you. I, I'm going down the line. That's how we went last week. Oh, okay. Vikings Vikings Packers. Vikings just Vikings twenty four Packers ten. Give it yeah. to us, Cole. We don't have a problem on defense, and I'll say this right now. The pack, when I say we, the Green Bay Packers, the America's team, there is no problem they have on defensive side of the ball. Inconsistency, we are the most penalized team in 
the whole NFL. We have 7.8 penalties per game. That's accepted penalties. We had 16 penalties this past game. If you don't, if you can count the ones that were declined. And when I say 16 penalties, it's at the worst time of the game too. So it's like the Packers have the, just the worst. I'm going to say it's luck because it's fucking execution, but that's what I boil down. A lot of the Packers, we, when you get down to that game, 24 to 10, when it was 24 to three, so it was 10, three. And then right out the, at half, right out the gate, Vikings score 17, three. Um, and then just some blunders on offense makes it 24 to three Packers come back like they always do. And they had four opportunities within the red zone that they didn't capitalize and get points. So that was a, that people are like, wow, the Packers got blown out at home. No, if you're a Packers fan, you saw in that second half, it was just like the offense just couldn't string drives together. And the defense put the ball. We had a blocked field goal. They had a missed field goal. Like we put the, we had so many opportunities to win that football game and we didn't. Uh, I'm still on Jordan Love's boat. One thing I'll say, we talked about your top three, and I am I am a Jordan Love fan. The only reason why I gave that face is because I just saw a report. Like this is kind of why I like doing this. Yeah, like, like I like doing this on Wednesdays now is. The report coming out of Green Bay Packers front office is they're now unsure if Jordan Love is the guy. I That's had a, not what they said, but, but it's just the, you're listening they, to the Kunst. Yeah, they just don't have comments. 100% faith in him anymore, and that's fine. That's, you can write that away. That's not what they – so you take it for what it is. Yes. He also said – he said you can't judge Jordan Love. They said, what do you think? What do you evaluate Jordan Love out of these last – seven games and he says you can't evaluate him just when the offense isn't clicking when mm-hmm. nothing's working and nothing's clicking you can't evaluate him fully like on and like call him out and I then think he, he said i think he has a big defense you have a big defense if you're a jordan love fan as a packers fan as well that he's not getting help as in like aaron jones drop ball drop balls luke musgrave drop balls romeo dobbs had point. one go through his hands no that's my point that and he said two drops goes through his hands my point is and i when we were watching the game at ps tavern i was like hey that's that was a bad play hey that was a bad play um it was one of those things where none, none of it was on jordan love in the first half yeah, and, the 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 what was it? The first half, you guys didn't. Or not the first half. The first quarter, you guys didn't have a first down, and I could count on my hand how many times that he threw a good ball to a wide receiver or a tight end that would have led to a first down, but they dropped it. Yeah, and so I'll say this: the seventeen. There's seven playoff teams that have to come out of the NFC. Right? Almost half. You got, you got the Eagles. They're going to make the playoffs. The Niners, oh, maybe they won't. No, they're going to make the fucking playoffs. The Cowboys are going to make the playoffs as a wild card, but they're going to make the playoffs. Okay. Seahawks, they're going to make the playoffs. That's four teams. Two wild cards are taken. All right. Guess what? Lions are going to win the NFC North. So that's five teams. And then someone has to win the NFC South. All right. Is it going to be the Falcons, the Bucks, the Saints? We don't fucking know. All right. Now, who do we have? Okay, so the Packers are competing with the Kirk Cousins list Vikings. Mm-hmm. I like my chances. We play them one more time. The Rams, Rams are 
So Rams, I have people Rams telling me like, fraudulent. I don't think so. I think the Rams are pretty okay too. But and we'll see. Here's what I say. Pat, the Saints. Okay. Let's say the Falcons yeah. right now, they're in the they win the division. All right. You got the Bucks, the Saints, yeah. the Rams, and the fucking Vikings to compete with the playoffs. And the commanders who just trade away their whole defense. So who do you look at there? You're like, okay, they're all pretty much if Packers win, they already have their bye. So they're three and five. A lot of these teams are three and four. Like, yep. okay, same type of deal. It's that's nothing. That's chips. What do you what do you look at then? So guess what? Oh, the Rams are a better team. Well, we'll find out on Sunday because the Packers play the Rams. Oh, the Buccaneers are a better team. Well, we'll find out this season because the Packers play the Buccaneers. That is one thing you got you have going in your direction. You do play like those teams out west, the teams out west that you can get wins against, have a, have it come on your side, and then you also play the NFC South this year. You got to rally up wins against the Panthers and the Bucks. Yeah. And it's all so it's it's literally the all those teams that are on the fringe, we play them. So we we have an opportunity. We do have the Chiefs in the schedule. And so. you and you like your chances now with a Kirk Cousinless Vikings the next time you play them. Yeah. And, and you still got a game against the Bears. Don't have Justin Fields back still. We gotta win we gotta win football games, no mm-hmm. doubt. But yep. I'm just saying the Packers, I like their talent on their roster. I don't know. I haven't given up on them and I'm treating every game like a playoff game for the rest of my season. That's not a bad way to look at it. And just to mention to you guys, uh, Vikings lose Kirk Cousins for the se- uh, season, torn Achilles, sad to see him go. It seemed like the Vikings were taking that turn back into form that they were last year, winning those close games, starting to look like the offense they, they had last year. Jordan Addison has emerged as probably the favorite to win offensive rookie of the year. Arguably, uh, I don't. Huka Nakua. Huka Nakua, maybe. I mean, he's kind of he he had a he had a low up down day on Sunday, um, but he's put himself in that conversation. And they were doing this without Justin Jefferson, who they'll get back later in the season. But sad to see Kirk go down. I'm glad you're still optimistic about your Packers. It's a winning mentality to go forward, thinking that this is the that your playoffs start now. So, but with that being said, tragic, tragic game. Congrats to the Vikings for going on a three game win streak. Next game, we got Patriots, Dolphins, Dolphins minus nine. What was the final score there? Uh, Dolphins 31, Patriots 17. That's right. Yeah, that was, seemed like it was always, I would look over and watch that TV and was watching it with Raph, a Patriots fan. I was like, I have yet to see the Patriots with the football on offense. Every single time I look over at the game and I watch, I looked over it like at least 15 times. It was, and it was always the Dolphins with the ball and they were always up by at least two touchdowns. It was close in the beginning. And then Mac Jones started being Mac Jones, throws a pick to Jalen Ramsey that, in my opinion, looking at that replay, if Jalen Ramsey makes one move, he's probably taking it to the house. Uh, Tua goes 30 of 45 for passing, uh, 324 yards, three touchdowns. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both eclipse 100 yards. Patriots secondary got cooked. Um, we mentioned it. We've been mentioning it the last couple of weeks that Patriots defense is riddled with injuries, and those guys are not coming back. They're not coming back in the room. Bill Belichick's got to use his next man up mentality. It's not going the same way it used to. But, hey, Josh McDaniels just got fired out of Las Vegas. Maybe he can come back and right the ship with Mac Jones. I don't see that being not a possibility for them, but 
Pats aren't great. Dolphins look good. We'll talk about it during our preview for the Chiefs-Dolphins Germany game, but need to mention to you, I have the correct stat, Cole. Yeah. I mentioned to you it to you two weeks ago when they played the uh, Eagles, the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel, as a head coach, only has one win against an over 500 team. And that is the Buffalo Bills last season, week four, in Miami. That's the last time he beat a team over 500. So you're saying the Dolphins are a bunch of frauds? That's maybe they're candy. Like they just, uh, they just can't beat the better teams. They're in that wild card, that ever so long limbo of being a wild card team and not making it into the championship round of the playoffs. But we'll talk about that during our preview a little bit more during our preview. But Dolphins look got to win um, this week against the Patriots. They look good. Now they head to Germany to play the Chiefs. What we got next on the docket? Another snoozer of a game? Yeah, Jets-Giants, your sneakiest matchup of the week. Not going to lie, kind of was. Kind of was in the end. That last drive, also known as like the worst game of all time. There's memes of talking about how they're comparing this game to having watched this game as the Civil War or the Vietnam War. So. Uh, Jets 13, Giants 10. Jets win in overtime on a game-winning kick. There were, what, combined 24 punts in this game? They had more punts in this game than points. Unbelievable. Uh, we did When we did preview this game last week, I talked about how the defenses were going to stand on their heads. Terod Taylor ends up getting hurt. Tommy DeVito out of Syracuse comes in at quarterback. Throws up one of the craziest stat lines out there. Throws for negative one yards. You like it. You like to see that. (laughs) New York's finest. Craziest thing is I'm pretty sure he's starting for them this week. Who who do we got at running back? Is it going to be Breida or Saquon Barkley? Saquon ran for over 100 yards. That's right. That's right. He had 125 yards, didn't he? Somehow, Saquon Barkley had over 100 yards, and his quarterback threw for negative one. That's a that's a, that's a crazy stat line, but not much coming out of this game. Jets get another win. Keep fighting to get stay in that AFC playoff picture and potential wild cards. And Cole, I know he's your guy. Aaron Rodgers warming up in the sweats. Looking good, jiving. Damn right. We're only seven weeks from his Achilles tear. Are you a believer that Aaron Rodgers will be back this season? If I saw something that if they are eight and seven or higher come week 16, week 16, if they're eight and or no, week 17, if they're eight and seven or better then they will, like, he'll play. Like, if they have a shot at the playoffs, then he'll play. And, like, I think there's – that's just, a like, a, a report from – that's not, like, a fact, you know. I listen to the Aaron Rodgers Tuesday every Tuesday. But It's, it's just 17, the fact that he's standing kind of, like, moving around really well this soon after his surgery. Yeah, and he said he's been making – putting pressure on it every week. 
um, like significant pressure. Obviously, he's doing, you know, minor dropbacks. He's ready, he said, in maybe about a week and a half to start doing some jogging. And That's then insane. You start, you start to look at, like, what can, you know, considering that most people wouldn't be getting out of their boot for another week. Like, they'd still be in their boot. That's He's been and, out of the boot for, what, three weeks now? Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. You like it's, to see. It's crazy to see. The only thing as a Browns fan I don't like is that we play the Jets late in the season. If we play the Jets and Aaron Rodgers makes his comeback, I just see it. Two teams fighting for a playoff spot. Jets beat the Browns. Jets look like team of destiny. We'll revisit this in like six weeks, but I'm telling you, that is a that is a fear in the back of my mind. Let's move on. Next game, Jags, Steelers, go ahead. Jags, 20, Steelers, 10. Steelers fans, <clears throat> I told you last week that your team relied too much on your defense in order to win these last few games and even games before that. Your defense didn't score a touchdown in this game. Your defense was still pretty good. Just didn't score points for you. And look at what happened. Your offense puts up 10 points against a good team in the AFC, and you lose. Your defense is that the ability for your defense to score is not going to happen every week, and that is what you guys are make you think that this team is that good. I would want I would love to see the Steelers play the Dolphins. Dolphins might put up 40, 50 on them, 50 burger. Jaguars, Jaguars look good. I'm telling you that right now, Jaguars defense is a lot better than we've been giving them credit for. They were out without their uh, number one safety, Cisco, and the guy they call Dewey gets a big interception to kind of seal the game, and then he steals the terrible towel. Um, bigger, bigger story out of this is Kenny Pickett goes down with a rib injury. A lot of uh, people were upset about calls by the officials in this game. Listen, it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody in the NFL across the season. It happens. You didn't lose this game because of the official Steelers fans. I hate to break that to you. you. You lost this game because you don't have a good offense and your offense can't score points. Jags, I, I don't want to say the Jags have an underrated defense like you. I think they people know they have a lot of talent. I think they're more known for their offense and you're finally seeing like both sides of the ball playing well at the same time. And that's why they're six and two and probably one of the most well-rounded teams right now playing football. Like you look at like the Jags, I, you know, compare them and like them to the Seahawks and the NFC, just one of those well-rounded teams playing good sides, you know, not a bad part of their football team that you can see. And it's it's it was October. Now it's November. The Jags are phenomenal. You know, early on in the year, the last couple of years, this is their they best weren't. start since what ninety four. I think it's like ninety four or ninety two or something like that. They've had three winning seasons in like the last twenty years, and this is their most winning season. Yeah, it's like they're, but they weren't around in ninety four. I can't. I I I saw a stat. I can't remember what it was. Um, 
I think I think their offense is more talked about because you have the bigger names of Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, guys that you know we remember back in college winning national championships. Now that you add in Calvin Ridley, big weapon that we saw at the Falcons, good. Don't really have those household names on the defense. I know they got Josh Allen, and but like they have a number one pick in Trayvon Walker that's barely talked about. He's having a better season. He's not. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson level yet could be. He did get drafted before those guys. But I'm just saying that I think that the offense gets talked about because they just don't have those household names. But they do play together as a cohesive unit. It's good to see. I'm excited for the Jaguars. I'm excited for Jaguars fans. Steelers, I'm telling you right now, what you thought you had in your team is not sustainable. Amen. Falcons at Titans. That one was a uh, incredibly let's, shocking game. And let's talk about Taylor good old Heineke. Willie Levis, Taylor Heineke, and Will Levis. Oh yeah, we got to talk about both. So, so now we got Taylor Heineke, who the big bad wolf that I wanted to stay in his little den for the rest of the season is now going to play for the Falcons. Makes me like the Falcons a whole lot more. And then. Will Levis, who I don't know if I really think that was like a – he had a perfect performance if you look at it like on, on paper and like you watch it. It's like, okay. I th- I don't think some of those throws were all that impressive. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is wide open on two of them. That's what I was going to say is like you're not fitting that in, under pressure, you know. Like where, what was the Falcons defense doing? That game embarrassed me that the Packers lost to the Falcons and the Titans – with Will Levis. Put up 28 points. Right, shredded them. And, like, yeah, Titans were at home. Like, yeah, sure, 28, Packers scored 20, but, yeah, regardless. This game is tw- it ends 28-23, but, in my opinion, the t- there was no fear that the Falcons were coming back and winning this game. Yeah. Will Levis, four touchdowns on the day. DeAndre Hopkins returns the form, catches three of the four touchdowns Levis throws. That's the story this week, that Will Levis – Probably is going to start the rest of the season with the Titans selling off some pieces. Could be, could not be. He's at least starting this Thursday night. They're playing the Thursday night game. And it's good that we did the Steelers game into this Titans game because it's Steelers-Titans for Thursday night. I'll talk about that when we do the preview of what I just said. Taylor Heineke scares you as a Packers fan with your whole wild card hope. Because I do think Taylor Heineke can get more out of the stars on the Falcons offense. Your Kyle Pitts, your Drake London, your Bijan Robinson. And he's just a baller. He he I think people forget he brought the commanders who were at that time called the Washington football team to the playoffs, and they gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a little bit of a fit in that first round wild card game. I think they should have fucking won. That wild Packers, card game? Packers would have won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Besides that, Texans at Panthers. We already did that one. We already talked that fucking game. We went out of order. Rams at Cowboys. Jeez, the fucking wheeze. Uh, the Rams, that was, hey, they're going to come back and beat the shit out of the Packers this week. That's what they're going to do. But Cowboys looked absolutely dominant. C.D. Lamb is the truth. And Dak Prescott. He's a rhythm guy. 
he gets in a rhythm and that offense starts clicking and then all of a sudden they look like the greatest show on turf. That defense, I still think it's one of the most talented defenses in the NFL. Um, they're a well-rounded football team. The only thing is their offense can get inconsistent and play flat every other week. Their offense rides with Dak. If Dak is clicking, the Dallas Cowboys are scary. 43 Cowboys, Rams 20. I said it going into this week that the Cowboys were coming off a bye and the Rams were kind of meandering. I thought that this was going to be a blowout in the Cowboys' favor. It was. They smothered the Rams' offense. They got up early. And I think the craziest thing out of this is Tony Pollard didn't even have a great game. Dak was the one that had the great game. CeeDee Lamb had the great game. And this new guy, Luke Schoonmaker, catches a touchdown. And now they think that Dallas has two tight ends that they can utilize, Luke Schoonmaker and Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson's the beast. Wisconsin. Um, Next one, Saints at Colts. Ooh, yeah. Both of you, both me and you, picked this game to go in the Colts' favor. It ends up being New Orleans 38, Colts, Indianapolis Colts 27. 11-point victory for the uh, Saints. Derek Carr spread the ball around. Uh, Alvin Kamara had two touchdowns. Taysom Hill got involved on offense. That was something else. And the Saints start to look a little bit better. They go from the offense that looked super boring on Thursday night football when they played the Jags to a fun offense that pushed it down the field. I don't know if it's Derek Carr's shoulder is healed because he did have that AC sprain against the Packers or if they're just changing up how they want to attack defenses or if they saw something in the Colts defense that they could go after. But this change makes the Saints more fun, which is exciting. Colts, listen, Anthony Richardson was your guy. Goes down with a season-ending injury. That's tragic. Garner Minshew steps in. He's fun. He's fun. He'll keep you in games. But against these other teams, sometimes he'll have a stinker. Only threw for two touchdowns and an interception, I'm pretty sure. But. I don't see either of these teams being that threatening this year. Yeah. Saints might end up winning the NFC South though. Yeah. Or the Bucks or the Falcons. <laughs> we got Eagles commanders. I didn't watch any of the Saints Colts, so I'm not going to act like I'm not going to give a take Saints. Yeah. They're inconsistent, but they have talent. We all know that. Eagles at Commanders. Eagles 38, Commanders 31. What you got? You get, you take it. I didn't a- watch any of this game. A.J. Brown's a freaking beast. 130 yards, two touchdowns. Could do anything against the Commanders defense. Emmanuel Forbes gets cooked again. Don't know why they go from zero snaps for Emmanuel Forbes to now covering A.J. Brown again. Didn't look good. Eagles were down early. They had some failed tush push. Crazy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Crazy. They did the, the DeAndre Swift. I knew um, of 
I knew eventually they were going to do something that could, that would be an alteration of the tush push, like a different play. The evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did like seeing that wrinkle, even though it makes that, that formation a little bit more challenging now, but if you're a commanders fan, you got to be happy. Sam Howell throws for a couple touchdowns. Offense looks good. Now your problem is your defense. And now, you trade away Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat going to the Bears. Chase Young heading to the 49ers. You're happy as a Commanders fan getting a second and third round picks for those guys, but your defense is not great, and you get rid of two of your good defensive linemen, and your front seven was your strong suit. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of what you can do now with the commanders is like a fan base of thinking you had the roster minus the QB. It's just, now, I th- now I think it's you have the QB, you don't have the roster. You got a ton of offensive pieces. You do, but uh, Sam Howell looks good, man. I don't think he looks bad. I think he's formidable. I think if you build up a roster around him, it could be – Better than a Ryan Tannehill, and you know Tennessee went to an AFC title game. Yeah, I liken him to like a, a Taylor Heineke, a, a much improved Desmond Ritter. You know, I mean, he doesn't throw that many interceptions. So I'm saying he's a much improved Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Um, I'm so happy I don't see. I have to see Desmond Ritter's face now. I know. Well, you'll see him all the time, just on the sideline. Yeah, hold uh, on the sideline. Won't have a, hel- won't have a headset, helmet on. So yeah, I'll be even worse now. Yeah. Um. Next game we have Brown Seahawks. Take this one. That one was brutal. Uh, Seahawks twenty four, Browns twenty. Um, this game can be summed up by third and three. It's not just the third and three that the Browns uh, famously now throw a helmet interception. PJ Walker. One, one quick thing. Who is number one? Is it Delpit? Uh, no, number one on the, on the Browns defense is yeah. Juan Thornhill. Thornhill? Mm-hmm. Watch, I watched that play four times. The Jackson Smith Jigba touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, I'm maybe I'm asking too much. But that guy needs to not give up a touchdown on that play. No, no. He played so soft, and I'm I thought like, I thought the, the same thing. I'm like, literally, I I almost texted you when I watched that highlight, and I was watched the play two more times, and I'm like, you got to. I thought it was Grant Delpit for a second, but mm. um, that's that was tough to watch. If I was a fan, I'd be like screaming. At mm. I I wasn't screaming. Uh, I was more upset about the third and three play call. The reason why I said this game can be summed up with third and three is because there was three third and threes in this game. And Kevin Stefanski threw on all three of them. And the Browns did not convert any of them. I I, I don't know how somebody up in the booth when you get into fourth the fourth quarter and you see that and you get the play call in and they're they're like, Yeah, good. Um especially with how good we were running the football. Pierre Strong looked really good. Jerome Ford with the ankle sprain. Still ran the ball pretty well. Kareem Hunt. I don't he he his last touch was in the third quarter. And then he just disappeared. They stopped giving him the football. 
Browns were gashing the 49ers. They were five, they they were 5.7 yards per carry in between. What? I mean, you said the 49ers. But oh, the, the, the Seahawks. The yeah. Seahawks. The, the better version of the NFC West. The, the Browns were gashing the Seahawks. They were five, they were running the ball at 5.7 yards per carry in between guard, center, guard. Outside the tackles, running off tackle, they were running for 3.8 yards a carry. I don't know how you don't run the ball when you're third and three like that. And the clock is running down. Honest, yes, you have the two-minute warning coming up. It's two minutes and three seconds on the clock when P.J. Walker throws that interception and the Seahawks still have two timeouts. You run the ball on that play to just get it to the two-minute warning. If you don't get it, you can punt it and pin the Seahawks back, and then they only have two timeouts to go down the field, tie the game or win the game. They end up winning the game. But the second thing I wanted to mention is the Browns defense, where I was, I was pretty high on them a couple weeks ago after that uh, 49ers game, but they've kind of come back down to earth after that. The Colts gashed them for 38 points, and now the Seahawks put up 24. They were Oops. Seahawks, Seahawks. But I was going to say that in the 49ers game, we really shut down the run. The last two weeks, we did not shut down the run. The we've let up over 100 yards rushing in the last two games, and you know, if you if you want to be one of the top defenses, your offense turns over the ball late in the game. If you want to be one of the top defenses, you have to figure out a way to stop that offense from scoring a touchdown. You can let up a field goal, tie, let the game get tied, but you cannot let up a touchdown that that will lose you to the game. Yeah, that's how I felt. There was more. Uh, there's more how I feel about it, but hey, you're four and three. Yeah, four and three. So, do you think you were going to be four and three this year? If Deshaun Watson played every game, I would think we were five and two. Yeah, that's what I had us slated as when I did my my when I picked every week of the season for each uh, every week of the season for each team. I had us at five and two after the first seven uh, eight weeks. Okay, close. Probably I, been. I flipped it though. I had us. I had us losing to the 49ers and beating the Seahawks and then everything yeah. else I had right. Um. Okay. We got, what do you think about that game as an outside perspective? I mean, I really wanted the Browns to win. I was watching that game from afar. Obviously that was a 4 PM game. So I saw that game come on right as the Packers lost and I wanted to jump off a building. Um, but no, I mean, you guys had every reason to win that game in my mind and neither quarterback played great, but I just felt like the Seahawks have a, they have an offense that can score and the Browns have a defense that can like you guys win with defense. The Seahawks win with offense. Seahawks have a better defense though than your offense. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where, I think the Seahawks are a really well-rounded football team. Do I trust them deep in the playoffs? No. Um, the Browns, you guys have like a lot of... I think the Browns can beat any team in the NFL this year. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think my, in my mind, you beat the 49ers at their peak, mm-hmm. you know? And you've got to have... You got to hang your hat on that if you're the Browns. And 
what's what's Deshaun Watson's outlook? So it is Wednesday. We are recording on Wednesdays now just to get a little more updates. Uh, Deshaun Watson practice today. <laughs> Something that was pictured in those pra- that practice is uh, Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns, was on the field watching Deshaun Watson throw, and he was making Deshaun Watson throw the ball. I think he is a little bit overstepping now from – being an owner now to being like, I'm paying you $230 million, dude. You're going to throw the football. From the the clips that they posted, looks fine. Yeah. We'll see, though. We'll see that. We'll talk more about it during the preview. Yeah. As a, as a famous coach once said, we're on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals 31, 49 or 17. Talked about it a little earlier when we did our power rankings. Bengals right the ship. Joe Burrow looks back. 49ers fall down another tier. Brock Purdy, maybe two concussions. If you're a 49ers fan, all your hope, all your you're just so happy you reached the bye week. You're just so happy you reached the bye week. Yeah. Thoughts. Uh just that the play that like summed it up was the the Niners defense is like they're putting they're giving all their effort and they're just not they're not playing as a team it's like they're when they're getting to the quarterback their secondary is giving it up when their secondary is playing well their defense just can't like their pressure their front just doesn't match up and i remember that that one play where burrow gets out of three sacks like that was – I don't know if you saw that play. Yeah, and then he, I was com- watching that he live. throws a dot to T. Higgins was, for the first yeah, half. Yeah, on third and 11. Like, that was incredible. And I was – that was insane. Um, but, yeah, that was that was cool. I, I'm i happy for the Bengals. Like, we always talk about how the Bengals, they start slow. We we're talking about that week one, week two, week three. And, you know, here they are. What are they, four and three? Yeah, they're four, four and three. three. Four and three or three and four, something like that. They ain't three and four. Four yeah, I was just saying I mean it could have been close, but I feel like I knew they were four and three because I knew they I saw I was looking forward to the Bills, Bengals, five, three, four, and three. But yeah, so they're right back in it and you you knew they were gonna be a playoff team. I if I'm a Niners fan, I'm still not worried yet. It's also because I'm a Packers fan and I've gone through streaky streaky seasons. But yeah, that's what I got on that one. Um what do we have? Next one was the Ravens Cardinals. Ravens Cardinals. Ravens 31, Cardinals 24. Gus Edwards. Yeah. Closer game. Closer game than what people were gonna think it was. Did I was you watching that game too. See the end of this game? Yeah. I mean they made but like they made it like a game at the end. But it was just like one of those things where the money wise on the over was like that was perfect. The money wise <laughs> kicking the field goal to cover the spread, people were probably losing their fucking mind. Which which spread? So the spread was eight and a half. They end up winning by seven. They they kick a. I I don't remember. I I feel I want to say it was as time expired. They kick the Cardinals kicked a field goal from being down ten to cut it to seven. And they covered the spread. 
Yeah, I don't know. I left I left with ten seconds left in that game from from the bar. But there was a lot of Ravens fans there and they were frustrated at times in that game for sure. But I still think the Ravens are one of the most well rounded teams as well. Lamar Jackson still is playing good football. He's like honestly I think he's a top three MVP favorite. Yeah, he's um, playing really well. So I don't know. That was a Cardinals didn't just roll over, but nope. It's so it sounds like either Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray this week. I uh, yeah. don't, and obviously they traded away Josh Dobbs to Minnesota. Yeah. Hopefully Kyler Murray for good football, but for you, hopefully Clayton Toon. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. Last game of the four o'clock slate: Broncos twenty-four, Chiefs nine. There was yeah. a report right before this game that Patrick Mahomes had the flu and was going to play anyways. Just sit out, Patrick. Whatever. I feel like who's the, who, who's his backup now? It's not Chad Henney anymore. It's somebody. It is somebody. Uh, yeah, it's obviously somebody. I can't remember who it is, but just let whoever that is play. He looked very off his game and looked not good. And Taylor Swift wasn't there. And Travis Kelsey only had 42 yards receiving Broncos get a big win. Russell Wilson has a good game. Yeah. Are the, are the Broncos, are they back? I don't know about that one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, the biggest believer in, like you said, that the Browns can beat anybody in the league. I think any team can beat any team in the league. And, yeah, I mean, this was kind of like a trap game. But Broncos, you know, you're looking at they lost by 50 points four weeks ago. And now they are, you know, they're on a two-game win streak. Packers thought they lost to the worst team in the league. Now the team with the best record in the league loses to – a team that two weeks ago was thought to be the worst team in the league. And, you know, the, the Dolphins, who beat the team by 50 points, now goes to play the Chiefs, who just lost to the team that they beat by 50 points. And now it's like, all right, the Chiefs are probably going to beat the shit out of the Dolphins somehow. Like, that's how it's going to work. The Chiefs yeah. are favored. So it's just you never fucking know in this league. Never fucking know. I dropped my pen. Um yeah, uh, I'm excited for that Germany game. I think the uh, whole playing it in Germany throws a huge curveball into both teams. I believe the Dolphins are already, already over there. Um, yeah, Sunday Sunday night game, Chargers 30, Bears 13. Tyson Badgett falls back to earth. Justin Herbert shines in prime time against the Bears. Pat pedestrian defense what you got nothing i fucking don't ever put those two teams on prime time again dude they're they're on prime time again yeah i was gonna say they are and hey look the chargers it's like they're that off-brand like fun team to watch you know like fucking get a fan base and then fucking put them on prime time i don't have fun watching the chargers i feel like i'm in pain every time they it's like every year though they're like the the team that's like the sexy pick and like this year I don't think they were the sexy pick, but Chargers have some 
some really good players. And- they do, but I, I just feel like it's the same thing every year with the Chargers. Everyone believes in them. They they drink the Kool-Aid. Then they lose to some terrible team. Injuries start pa- uh, stacking up. Then they're like, oh, they're going to get right against the Chiefs. They play the Chiefs and lose by 20. and doesn't yeah. fucking work. Well, Bears, anyways. Bears, your season's lost. I don't really care about you anymore. Please, Justin Fields, get healthy so it's more fun to watch your team. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, Monday Night Football. Las Vegas Raiders, I don't know the score of this game. I didn't watch it. It was 30, 30, 26-14. I mentioned earlier, I watched. I mean, I did watch the first half, uh, The but the uh, Lions should have been up by like 30 going into the half. They kicked like four field goals. No idea. Fourth down stops. Bunch of fourth down stops. Jameer, bunch of red zone Jameer, stops. Jameer Gibbs looks like the Barry truth, Sanders. Which is fun. It's fun if you're a Lions fan to see how you can win in so many different ways. Yeah, it's also fun that, you know, your team is really good and uh, you actually have something to cheer for for once. So good for you, Lions fans. I'm happy for you because I've been there before. Raiders fired Josh McDaniels. Antonio Pierce is now the head coach. He's weird. Yeah, I mean, cool. I It's eight weeks. What is it, ten weeks? What, nine weeks left in their season for him to just, you know. Yeah, uh, and Josh McDaniels just signed that contract a, a couple of years ago. They only paid two years of it, of a yeah. six-year contract. He's going to get paid for four years to sit on his couch. You know who else is still getting paid for the next four years to sit on this couch? It's John Gruden, the coach before Josh McDaniels. Uh, so yeah, a lot of money next- tied up. I think it's in the next two years they're paying like sixty million in cap to those two coaches. A lot of money tied up in coaches for a just win, baby. Um, A liquid strapped. What's his name? Mark Mark Davis. Yeah. Oh, and Jimmy G loses his starting job. It is now Aiden O'Connell officially. Yeah. All right. Next week, second down. Thursday night football, Titans, Steelers, Steelers, two and a half point favorites at home. What do you got? Steelers, two and a half point favorites at home going against the Titans, who are probably going to start Will Levis again. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tannehill won't be ready. So I mentioned that the sustainability of the Steelers defense of scoring touchdowns every week isn't going to be there. It's just going to be poetic justice that on this def- this year week, their defense will score a defensive touchdown against a rookie quarterback. I think the Steelers will end up winning this game just because I said all this garbage about their team. But if they end up losing, this could be the sign of the wheels coming off for the Steelers. Yeah, I like the Steelers in this game. I know you're the biggest Steelers hater. I just think they have so many like potential players on their team and the Titans. I think they're both well-coached teams. They could both lose bad to any team in the NFL and they could both surprise. And I think both teams could win against anybody and lose against anybody. And we're going to say that about every fucking team in the NFL this year, but Steelers are at home and I don't think they're going to get hit in the mouth again. And I think Will Levis, if, he plays against that veteran defense. That's what I think I give the, the Steelers 
yeah, John. But yeah, TJ TJ Watt will get a strip sack on him or something. He'll yeah, hold the ball yeah. for too long. It'll be a close game, but I think the Steelers will take this one at the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Those um, terrible terrible towels will be swinging, and Renegade will play on to Germany. Yeah, Dolphins Germany at Dolphins Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs one point favorite. What do you got? One point favorite for the Chiefs. Hmm. As I just mentioned, you know, Dolphin, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel is like can't beat an over 500 team in the NFL. This will be the exact moment that this flips. Chiefs look down right now because of their loss to the Broncos. Dolphins just smacked one of their divisional opponents by 14. I'm surprised the Chiefs are one point favorites, but you know, I with how great they've been over the last couple of years, they're not going to be underdogs. It's Tua, yeah, it's Tua versus Mahomes. It's Andy Reid and and Mahomes versus Tua and Mike McDaniel, and it's like the the proven vets versus the up and comers. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's the one point. But I mean, who knows? I like Chris Jones. Chris Jones gets two sacks. That'd be that'd be interesting. But uh, all right. The game after that, we'll start with the first 1 p.m. game. Rams at Packers. Packers continuing to be favorites in in football games, and they are minus three wow. against the Rams. So, you know, I think the first half line is, is Packers have the worst first half team in the last 45 years of NFL football. In my mind, whatever that first half line is, I'm hammering – the under for the Packers, I'm hammering the spread for the Rams, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna stop going on the Packers because the last two weeks I picked the Packers and it hasn't worked for me. And like I'm gonna keep saying, this is a playoff game for the Packers, and the Packers can beat anybody. If the Packers can score on the first drive of the game, it's a different football game. If we can score in the first two or three drives of the a touchdown. It's a different football game. It is. If we get the confidence on our offense clicking early, we know we can score late. Uh, we're at home. The Rams, they can score against anybody. They have an underrated defense, great coach, great scheme, and I give this game to the Rams. I don't know why it's Packers minus three, but that's what I got. You're so optimistic, and I love it. I love that you're still in this. I don't understand. Like, if you, I do agree with you, though, I, I in this sense that if the Packers fi- figure out a way to score early in the game, this will automatically flip back in your favor because I've watched every Packers game with you. They start fucking slow. And I don't know why, because they do turn it on in the second halves of these games. These second halves are fun to watch. Every Packers game has been a fun game to watch in the second half, and the first half has been miserable. And the worst thing about this is that you and I both know a little bit about football. The first drive of each game is scripted. The yeah. Like the quarterback and the head coach know the exact plays that they're going to call. They can't figure it out. I feel like that it, that That's, drive right there. But it's penalties. It's penalties, and it's it's drops, and it's like – like Aaron Jones, like it's not Jordan Love, and it's like 
what the fuck? We have our veterans like Elton Jenkins doing a false start. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, and Aaron Jones and dropping a pass. Yeah, you. I don't know. Like, we're running the ball. It's, it's just like we can't string a drive together, and you got to put it on coaching. But I like Matt Lafleur. So many Packers fans are like acting like the world's over, and they're like fire everybody, and they're furious, and it's like it's miserable to listen to like Packers podcasts and look at the comment section on Packers shit. Cause all I want to do is just shit on the team. And like, I'm a little bit more like, Hey, let's play it out and let's see. But that's regardless. Next game. We got Seahawks Ravens, the five and two Seahawks going on the road to Baltimore, Maryland to play the six and two Ravens Ravens, six point favorites, which I think is a lot. 6.0. So they're at home. I get that. In my mind, this is like one of the best three matchups and really like best four matchups because I think there's four premier matchups in this week and we'll get to the others. But I mean, Chiefs, Dolphins, that's one. Seahawks, Ravens, this is two. Buccaneers, Cowboys, Texans. Cowboys, Eagles, <laughs> Cowboys, Eagles is three. And then Sunday Night Football, Bills, Bengals. Like, yeah, those are four. Like all eight of those teams are like, they're all going to be playoff teams. And so it's it's really eight playoff matchups that you get, or four playoff matchups. Not bad, but yeah, I like this is going to be a fun one. I think this will probably be one of the better games um, of the day, just because of both offenses can score, both have good defenses. I'd have a hard time believing if this was a blowout. Yeah, I mean the Seahawks had a little bit of trouble with the Lions, so you know that transitive property of Ravens beat the shit out of the Lions. Maybe that's this six-point spread, but I, I maybe that's it too, that, oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson has a, like, a ridiculous stat line against NFC opponents. That too. But six points is a lot, in my opinion, unless they're just looking for another blowout. These are two solid defenses. I'd, I'd look for it to be a closer game than Six. Yeah. Next one, Cardinals at Browns. Browns eight point favorites. God damn it. And so you're I'm confident in that game, but eight points is you know, maybe like six. I mean the Ravens just won with a seven point spread. Like they just they only covered seven points. Yeah. Browns got throttled by the Ravens. DTR did start that game, but anyways. Deshaun Watson, we mentioned it earlier, is practicing. This is Wednesday. Not sure if he'll start for Sunday. I would actually prefer he sits out another week if he's getting close to playing because we play the Ravens next week. So I would prefer he sits and we go again with P.J. Walker. And honestly, part of me is like, P.J. Walker's fucking fun. Is he going to turn the ball over or is he going to throw for 500 yards? Because he can do either. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a quarterback that gives you a chance to win football games against you yeah, know, he, a good he has, he's not gonna he's not gonna throw five interceptions and get like zero completions. He has eight turnovers in the three games he started. Okay, but he's put on put points on the board. And he's two and one. Yeah, he's put points on the board. Um yeah, not one of the better matchups, but if you're a Browns fan, this is like you're looking at this as like we hey, have to win make, this game. Oh, if if you're gonna make the playoffs, this is like, you know, are you gonna make the playoffs or not? If you want to make the playoffs, you have to win this football game. Yeah. 
hundred percent. If if we if we want to be in the playoffs, we have to win this football game. That's why and, this is a must win for the Browns. And if you were in the NFC, you could afford to lose. Like you know, you could have like one of these mishaps. But in the AFC, it's too tight. Too many good teams. And then our division too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so an important matchup. That's why I think it's better than advertised. But um, I don't think a lot of people are thinking this is going to be close. Next game we have Buccaneers at Texans. Three-point favorites for Houston, surprisingly. Um, ironically, there are only two matchups this week that the home team is an underdog. And everyone else, the home team is the favorite. Houston, three-point favorites at home. Bucks at Texans. Um, I'm a little bit surprised with this one. I still am bullish on the on the Buccaneers. I think they have a talented roster. I think they're a veteran roster. I think the Texans are quite the opposite. And Texans, I like their, you know, what they have, their game, their mold. But I'll just – I'll take the Buccaneers. I think they're more seasoned and they have more playmakers that you can trust in important situations in a football game. Yeah, really, it, this is another team that lives and dies by their quarterback, and that's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, if he plays a good game, if he's on point, if he's on target, Buccaneers will win a football game. But if Baker Mayfield's not looking like himself, throwing balls at wide receivers' feet, things like that, he uh, just not going to happen. Texans, I think they might have had a little bit too much success early on in the season. And that might be a problem. Uh, they kind of fell back to earth this last se- this week. This last week, I kind of agree with you. With you know more seasoned talent on the Buccaneers side, I can see that the Buccaneers win this game. And it surprises me that they're three point favorites. So I would say more to- more of a two and a half but, point spread. Yeah, I give them like a one point if any. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's not like Houston's the hardest place to play. Oh, I owe you ten bucks by oh. the way. What was what was it again? I said that the Browns were going to lose by eight. By eight or more? In the, yeah. In the oh, that's right. That's right. You can just give me two five-dollar motor lights. There you go. Um. Okay. We have next one, the Bucks at Texans. Texan, all right. Just, I'm going to you. You made me, you mentioned the <laughs> That's twice me, you've done this. You made me you made me you talked about the Browns, so I just went back to autopilot. Um the Bears at Saints. Saints, eight and a half point favorites at the Bears. I'm all but not surprised. Uh you know, if is Justin Fields coming back this week? Dude, I have no idea. He's on my fantasy team, but if that could that could become a game only if Justin Fields plays. He has the ability to, you know, put the Saints up. But the Saints look good. Like, they were lights out. You really don't fucking know, and we'll fucking find out. Wednesdays, they post the injury report. So we should get a report that he practiced or was limited in practice today. Did you not get a notification for that, for him being on your fantasy team? He is questionable. But Okay, so that's better than it was for, the last week. For, he won't dress for this game. Based on feedback from Coach Eberflus. Wow. Three and weeks. No zero points. So, yeah, well, 
I like the eight and a half points. I'm not going <laughs> to pick that game because I don't like doing games over eight point spreads. But yeah, um, you got anything? No, I got nothing. Vikings at Falcons. Good game in my mind. Falcons four and a half point favorites. I see why. I like Taylor Heineke. They're at home in Atlanta. Vikings. You're. Are you going to start Josh Dobbs this week? Or are you going to start that? Who, who did come in for Kirk Cousins? J- Jaron Hall, fucking the rookie BYU quarterback, and he was so bad. As soon as he, as soon as he went in, I'm like, I saw how bad he was. I was like. They Packers are not can get score. back in this. I was like, I was like, they're not going to score or maybe get one more. They might not get a first down the rest of the game. And they end up, they only got like one first down the rest of the game or maybe two. But like, that was like the second, it was like early in the second half. And I was like, the Packers are very much so alive. And I hated it. <laughs> they're for back Kirk. in this baby. I hated it for Kirk, but I was also like, man, that's like, the, the the Vikings would much rather have lost this football game and kept Kirk Cousins for the year yeah, than yeah. won this football game and not have Kirk Cousins. That's just how I felt. Like It was like, damn, you cannot be happy as a Vikings fan after today. We go from Desmond Ritter versus Kirk Cousins in this game to Taylor Heineke versus probably Josh Dobbs. I think that's why you get four and a half points here because I think this would be probably a three-point spread. It's just Josh Dobbs going to a new offense that he's not hasn't been a part of, doesn't know the playbook in seven days. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a Falcons minus seven if they have the guy that they if have. Jaron Hall the plays. Yeah, yeah so plays. I'm I'm already pick one for both Cole and Kyle. Falcons four and a half. Yeah, actually <laughs> stayed away from that game. But oh wow, because um, I like the Vikings as a team. But anyways, and the Falcons are inconsistent too. Their defense put like dick. Um, Commanders. Yeah, sure. Commanders at Patriots. Patriots minus three and a half at home. I mean, Commanders, I think there's a lot of like, oh, they, they lost their defensive pieces. Patriots are a better team than they're like the most unfun team to watch. But they also won't just like make stupid mistakes throughout. You know what I mean? Like they're also going to have, you know, they're not going to fucking lose football games. They're going to make you win a football game. Mac over. Jones does a lot of dumb things. Yes. But you can also like, if you're not down by two touchdowns, you can make Mac Jones not do stupid things. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a very, a much more interesting matchup than people probably will take it for Sam Howell versus Mac Jones. I think the Patriots are just favored because they're home and the commanders just traded two of their defensive pieces away. Yeah. But the Patriots secondary got shredded and Jahan Dodson, Curtis Samuel, and Terry McLaurin, give it to me. Yeah. High scoring game, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's only a 40 point over under. Yeah, I mean, it could be bad weather and Patriots aren't going to score a lot of points, and I think they're going to probably have a stout defense. But you never know. I could be completely fucking wrong. Uh, I'm taking the over. Okay. <laughs> Colts at Panthers. Four, uh, first, four, four, a... first 4 p.m. game. I like this game. Why? Why is this, this is... a 4 p.m. game? This is the uh, – who the who is the fucking coach? I'm going to lose my fucking Frank mind. Frank Reich. Frank Reich game. Frank Reich revenge game. So the, yeah, so like 
Frank, I like the Panthers in this. Uh, I didn't pick this game. The Panthers are two and a half point underdogs. You like the Panthers? You've been talking about Gardner Minshew like for three weeks now. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I also been. Did I not call the Panthers to win? I did. You did. You did. I credited you. So I'm just saying, I think the Panthers are. Colts are kind of reeling a little bit. Their defense can't stop anybody. And the Panthers, you know, that's a great recipe for a, a rookie talented quarterback. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a better game than people think. Okay. Mind. All right. I'll take that uh, that uh, analysis. Are you not giving anything? Okay. We got no, no, I, I'm, I'm honestly going to tell you all right now, that's probably the game I will have the least amount of facts about when we come back next week because I won't watch it at all. Look at us. Yeah, at all. Giants. Well, the unfortunate part is probably only one game people want to watch is Cowboys Eagles. Of yeah, that's the but, other problem is with these four o'clock games because Giants fucking Raiders. Yeah. Giants at Raiders. Raiders one and a half point favorites. Another terrible matchup. I think people are going to tune in because of, hey, let's see how Antonio Pierce and that system turns out. You know, like, are they going to play inspired? Are we going to see Devontae Adams, like, lose his mind at, like, another overthrown pass from, you know, now Aiden O'Connell? But, um, yeah, I'm surprised. I would think the Giants would be the team you'd you'd pick in this game. It's Tommy DeVito. Is it? Yeah. Okay, then never mind. I'm pretty sure Tommy DeVito is starting. I saw that they they raised him up from they they like signed him back to the active roster again. I don't know if T- Tyrod Taylor will be able to play, and I don't know if Daniel Jones will be back either. I'm pretty sure Tommy DeVito is starting this game. We'll see. Maybe the Giants run the ball every play, and the Raiders run the ball every play. Yeah, it's just a fantasy owners would like that forty. Carries yeah. for Saquon, 40 carries for Josh Jacobs. Little yeah. wrinkle into this is Antonio Pierce ended his career with the Giants. But, or, yeah, he was a Giants player for I thought most of his career. I'm pretty sure he was with the Raiders too. Was he? I think that's why he was there. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not 100% confident in that. But Okay, and then we got Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles three-point favorites at home in Philly. This is going to be a really good game. I'm excited about it. What do you got on this one? Yeah, Jalen Hurts has like a little knee injury, I guess, coming out of last week's game. I think that's – they've kind of underwritten it or undersold it for Eagles fans. I think that's going to be a major role when Micah Parsons starts running at you. If Dak Prescott can click on all cylinders like he did last week against the Rams, this will be a very exciting game. The What, the second matchup between these teams last, teams last year was very exciting. Three points towards the Eagles, playing in the link. I think I'm going to take the Eagles in our picks. Yeah, I already have my picks made, so I won't reveal my picks until <laughs> the end. Just, I know you change your picks when you go. I do, so. I do. Bills at Bengals, Bengals two-point favorites. And, like, this is another one of those games where I think it's like a toss-up. Bengals, I see why they're favored. They're in Cincinnati. They've got the hot hand. Bills are kind of still just up and down a little bit, kind of like the Chiefs, but they can beat anybody. And these types of games are really the games where I think you see, like, the Bills and Chiefs come out and, like, show, like, hey, this is why we're favorites. But 
Um, the Bengals are favored here, and I think this one could go either way. Like this is like I I like what you're saying there because when we saw the Bills probably at their peak was when they played the Dolphins three weeks ago. The Dolphins were coming into town off of that 70 points that scored against the Broncos. And everybody was talking about how this is the Dolphins year. They're going to knock off the dads of the NFC or AFC East and they're going to take the crown. And then the Bills kind of throttled them. Yeah. So I do get, like your point of Bills kind of rise to the challenge. I think that might that might be the case here, and we see that they rise to a challenge here with the Bengals. Bengals kind of coming, getting hot. They lost to the Bengals last year in the AFC divisional round. I think they have that in the backs of their mind where they they looked bad in that game, and they did not look like a competent team. And the Bengals kind of smothered them in yeah. their own in their own stadium. So. I think Bills fans have this in the back of their mind about that game, and they also have we need home field advantage in the playoffs, and in order to get it, we got to beat the Bengals. No, I agree. Um, Chargers at Jets. Jets at home, three point under three and a half. Correction, three and a half point underdogs. Chargers are favored by three and a half points. I think I see that just because Jets played a sloppy game, didn't look good at all on offense. And then the Chargers, their offense looked really good. Um, you know, this game could get out of hand. I th- I think it's going to be hopefully a low score. I'm I'm a Jets fan in the AFC as long as Aaron Rodgers is on that team. So I'm, I'm pulling for the Jets to just get to the playoffs and get Aaron Rodgers back this year. I want to see, like, a, a fairy tale ending. But uh, that's going to be a tough one. I think the Chargers pull that one. If both teams could lose, I would pick that because of just the Browns' standpoint in the AFC standings and, like, wild, card. How, wild yeah. card things and like that. I still think that the Browns have a chance at winning the AFC North. It's just an uphill battle having two losses against the, the Ravens and the Steelers. But – I I want to say Jets in this game. I maybe it's them being at home, maybe it's just their defense, but I, I just don't like the Chargers. Like they are not a good football team. They don't put it together. I don't like Brandon Staley as a head coach. I really thought that they might lose to the Bears last week. I maybe it's the Jets. I yeah. So now with that being said, if we finish second down. The preview of week nine. It's crazy that we're already on in a week nine. Right. But we got third down locks and upsets on the year. So your last pick. Oh my so God. My, yeah. Your lock was Cowboys. Great pick. Cowboys over the um, Rams. I had the Lions as my lock over the Raiders. Both good locks. That puts. You at four and four on the season, and me at seven and one on locks. And then upsets, you had the Bears over the Chargers, which yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. And I had the Panthers over the Texans. Yep. Which did happen, which puts me at four and four, and you at five and three on locks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're there with that. Now, I'll quickly give my lock and upset. 
I have my lock, the Saints minus eight and a half over the Bears. And my upset, the Rams uh, plus three against the Packers on the road. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one. I'll never take that my own team in this. So I think I think I'll take I'm gonna do it. I'll my lock is gonna be the Falcons to beat the Vikings. I just don't know about that whole Josh Dobbs situation and who's starting at quarterback for the Vikings. Falcons are at home, they're better at home. And then I just hinted at who my upset's gonna be. I'm gonna take the Jets against the Chargers. Zach Wilson isn't who we thought he was, the awful quarterback that everybody thought he was. I think he's a good game manager now. He's kind of figuring it out. He doesn't turn the ball over that much anymore. And I think it was kind of a fluke against this Giants defense who is much better than the Chargers defense this past week. So I'll look for the Jets to beat the Chargers. And then we got fourth down, best and sneakiest matchups. Your best matchup, Vikings-Packers, which was my sneakiest matchup. Not really not really, not really the game we thought it was going to be. Um, and then your sneakiest matchup, Jets-Giants, wasn't awful when you look at the score. It's a tight game, went to overtime. It was, it was poor football, but, you know, hey, you if, as long as it's close, some people are okay with it. I had my best matchup, Bengals-Niners. Didn't really turn out to be quite the, you know, the fighting juggernaut against each other as we thought it would be. Uh, but it was entertaining. Um, my, I have my matchups. You want to go yours first? Uh, my best matchup. I, I'm, I'm my best matchup. I don't know what yours is going to be. Eagles Cowboys. I love divisional games. Eagles Cowboys, a four o'clock game that just screams America to me. Mm-hmm. It, in my mind, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are going to be on the call for this game, but it's not. It's, it's probably not, it sucks. It's, it's obviously gonna like because they're now with ESPN. It's probably gonna be Greg Olson and the I forget the guy that yeah. does with it's, Greg uh, Olson, which I love. I love Greg Olson. Greg Olson is probably one of my top favorite color color commentators now. But yeah, I have uh, my best matchup is the Bills Bengals. So. I think you can't go wrong with any of those four matchups, the Seahawks-Ravens, the Dolphins-Chiefs, the Bills-Bengals, and the Eagles-Cowboys. But, yeah. My sneakiest matchup I have as the Chargers and Jets. Really? I think that's that's going to be a really good game uh, just because I think the Jets are kind of that storyline season where they're going to try to – they're going to be in close football games all year, and uh, they're playing with a lot of passion. And the Chargers are a talented football team that like to make games close on the bad side of things. So that's what I got. For What's your my, sneakiest? my sneakiest matchup, I'm going to go with this Thursday night game, uh, the Titans and the Steelers. I think that, yeah, I've been talking a lot of shit about the Steelers, but, you know, Mike Tomlin always figures out how to get his team right. Mike Vrabel's figuring out how to get his team right. I think this – Will be two teams that are well prepared in a short week to go up against one another. Will Levis might come back down to earth and not throw for four touchdowns against the Steelers, but I do. I will look for them this to be a close game. Two teams that are usually always in the playoffs or in that race to be in the playoffs. I think this is a good matchup for them. 
head-to-head two teams that are pretty equal with each other on paper. And then we go to our pick six. I'll go my first one. First one I got, I have the Steelers minus two and a half. Steelers minus two and a half for Cole. Wait, hold up, hold up. We have to – you have the Steelers too? No, you said that was your yeah. first pick, so I'm yeah, writing it down. Yeah. We have to go back to – so, Vikings – you had the Vikings last week? Yeah, I can't hear you very well. Shit, my own uh, – can you hear me now? Yeah. There okay. you go. You had the Vikings? Win. That's a win. I had the I so I'll run it down right the here. Colts loss, Jags win. Yep. Texans loss. Yep. Bengals win. Yep. Titans win. Yes. So that puts you at four and two on the week. Four and two on the week, which puts you at twenty six and twenty two. And now I went two and four on the week. Because I had Packers loss, Colts loss, Eagles win, Seahawks win, Niners loss, Bears loss. You narrowly escaped those two wins, too. Yeah, I know. I know. So, by half points. So, yes. I am I am 26 and 22. We're both 26 and 22. You've caught up to me. Um, and now we can set a pick. So, I have the Steelers minus two and a half as my first pick. I also have the Steelers minus two and a half. Okay. And then I have the Seahawks plus six. Wow. Cole's going with another big spread here. But you're taking the points. I like that strategy. I don't think the Seahawks are six-point dogs. Yeah. I like that strategy. Second pick for me. I'm sorry. I just like this spread kind of in this game too, plus three Rams. I also have the Rams plus three. So that's my third pick. My third pick, I I hinted at this one. I think that they might win this game outright with their talent, plus three Buccaneers. I also have the Buccaneers plus three. So So that's my other pick. That's my fourth pick. And then I have, or you go give your fourth pick. My fourth pick, <laughs> I think it's your fourth pick, or fifth pick, minus four and a half Falcons. Nope, nope. All right. But I bet I have your other one. Um, You're taking. So I have the Eagles minus three. All right. I've been going back and forth with this last pick. We have two more. Yeah, I know. I, I already have my last one. I do it in time. Mm. Yeah, I do too, except for I, I messed up this time. I I really like... Mm. I'll look for Gardner Minshew to have a better game, and I'll take the minus two and a half Colts. I hate it, but I like it. Ew. What do you minus got? Minus two and a half? Colts minus two and a half? Okay. Yeah. I have the Chargers minus three and a half. That is your last pick. one. Yep. And my last pick is the Jets plus three and a half. Okay. So that rounds out our six picks. Cole, you want to rattle them off? I got the Seahawks plus six. 
You have the Steelers minus two and a half, which I have. We both have the Bucks plus three. We both have the Rams plus three. You have the Falcons minus four and a half. Wall have the Eagles minus three. You have the Colts minus two and a half. And then we're splitting ties on the Chargers and Jets at three and a half points. Favorites for the Chargers. Yes, sir. All right, heading into our last segment. Who's got the juice? Last week, I credited Puka Nakua to having the juice. I believe he was only held to 43 yards. That yeah. was not a juicy performance. Who'd you have? I don't fucking remember. I don't remember who I had. I think you said three people. Yeah, I think I said three, and then I was like, it could be. But you know what? I already have somebody. I have two people, but I'm going to give my one. Who's your? Who's your? Who's got the juice of the week? So I think from just a incredible pace season standpoint, you have to say like AJ Brown is is like the real fucking deal, and the guy is like, you got to look at him and be like, Jesus, he's people are like comparing him to like Megatron and just unreal players. Uh, everyone knew he was a beast, but. To play at this consistent level, it's impressive. And then uh, I also shout out to Jameer Gibbs for, you know, he's just a juicy player. Yeah. Catches balls out of the backfield, has that burst coming out uh, when he hits the hole. He's good. My who's got the juice of the week, C.D. Lamb. Goes for 12 receptions, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. Has a juicy matchup against the Eagles. The Cowboys will look to get him the ball, get him involved this week. It's going to take an effort to beat the Eagles in the link. Look for CeeDee Lamb to put up big points, big numbers against the the Eagles if the Cowboys want to win that game. That is Eminem Week 9 Preview, Week 8 Review. Cole, got any closing thoughts? Yeah, we uh, need to come up with our punishment for our pick sixes. We do. We really do. Now that we're even, back to like. We need to have it by next week. Have it by next week. Okay, I'll start writing down ideas. Yeah, Yeah. this is true, especially if we have to prepare for it at all. Um, I've got nothing else. It's been a wild run. The, The trade deadline was interesting. Josh McDaniels getting fired. We're in firing season now, people. It's November. Get your turkeys out. Start cooking right now. Start start prepping it. Start seasoning it. Are you going to fry it? Are you going to cook it in the oven? How are you going to do it? I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Anyways, that's Eminem going deep. Week 9. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Go Pack Go.